How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Dan Wooten Interview, where each week I bring you some of the biggest names from around the world straight to your headphones. I'm very excited to say for the first time this series opening up about his life in hilarious, emotional and very revealing detail is the pop superstar Sean Mendes. Now the Canadian singer-songwriter joins the pod to talk all about his recent anxiety battle, who he's really dating and plans for his new album as well. Plus, he'll be taking on Shuffle, Delete, Repeat, Is This Your Life, and revealing the five songs that mean the most to him. Stick around later too, because I'll have all of your comments about some of our previous guests, including John Newman. And if you want to listen to any of our previous A-listers, including Camila Cabello, Charlie Puth, Megan Trainer, and also actually my first interview from the last series with Sean Mendes, then make sure you subscribe right now. But first, let's go in-depth and personal with Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes, you are back in the pod. It is so great to have you here. And you know why I'm so excited about this? Do you know from our first series of the podcast, out of all of the guests we had, we had an incredible guest, you know, Ed Sheeran and Fifth Harmony, Celine Dion, huge, huge names from all around the world. You were our number one. What most did I? I must have said something really weird in the interview. Why? I don't know. I think your fans just will seek you out. Amazing. Yeah. So we had to bring you back. Amazing. Well, thank for you. Series that's, two. That, 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 that's so flattering. Thank you. And it's actually a really good time to speak to you because, of course, new music yeah, it's is a great on time, the way. Yeah. But at the same time, you've already created a massive impact with the first two songs um, from the forthcoming album. Yeah. And especially In My Blood, which yeah. is a song where you've opened up in a way that you never have before, lyrically. Totally. Um, you know, that that was I'm musically very inspired by Kings of Leon and You Somebody and, and that feeling. But in terms of what the actual content is about, mm. what I was thinking was, okay, I've had Treat You Better, Stitches, Holding Me Back, and those songs are so incredible. I think what I have to do now is to just be very honest mm. with myself and just honest about what I'm talking about put something as serious as a concept of anxiety in a very mm. tangible place where everybody can listen to it and either connect to it or understand it, you know? And I'm really proud of it because of that. And what's so interesting, this is an issue that at the moment is affecting so many people so many. around the world. And I do wonder, Sean, if it is partly to do with the pressures that young people today have to face 
with social media. Oh, of course. And, and, and that sort of idea of being connected and judged all the time. Do you think there's any correlation? Because, of course, everything... You know, this has happened to you as a famous person, but it's happening to so many uh, people. Everything is good and bad in its time. Mm. That was in the generation before mine. That was very hard for that generation and on and on and on. And as generations go into the future, there's always going to be that thing that is affecting, you know, humans. And I think that for my generation, ignorance is bliss is the quote that I can't stop thinking about because the less you know, the less you have to be worried about. Now, kids who are like 14 know about so much because they just self-educate. They go online and they talk about, they know about so many things that I didn't even know about when I was 14. And uh, they know things that they can be stressed out about. And I think there's two ways of looking at it now. That creates anxiety, but what that does is also create a very aware, um, intelligent generation. And it's, it's just teaching kids, you know, to just be more aware in the world. And there's maybe that's a bad thing and maybe that's a good thing, um, but that's how it is nowadays. The one thing that can be done to combat that is to talk about it and to, you know, for me, like to make a song about it so that kids understand that it's, you know, there's not an uncommon feeling to feel that way and that it is something that is overcomable. And, and I think stuff like that really helps. And these lyrics are obviously really soul-bearing for you you know you sing at times it's like the walls caving in sometimes you feel like giving up and no medicine is strong enough and and you're obviously looking for help so for people who are listening who are in moments like that yeah what advice would you give to them in terms of how you personally get through those moments everything is temporary all pain is temporary and you know The thing is with anxiety is why it's such a hard thing for people who don't have it to understand is that it is very random and it hits you at moments you don't expect it. And sometimes it lasts two hours, sometimes it lasts a day, and sometimes it lasts five minutes. And the point of the song is that no matter how long that lasts, you come out on the other end stronger and you come out on the other end always. Um, And that's the kind of thing that I that I wanted to make clear is that you you will come out on the other end. And for me. You know, the biggest thing is when I'm going through moments like that is distraction and friends and people. I think people forget how important it is to talk to your family and to talk to your friends about what's going on in your life and just talk. Because the more you tell people how you feel, the more you understand how you feel and you have more control of your emotions in that way. I mean, there's been a real sea change in terms of people opening up about all of these sorts of mental health issues. I don't know if you're aware, but in this country, Prince Harry opened up to talk about his battle with depression. And, and, wow, and I didn't know thing, that. That's amazing. a huge of course. landmark moment because he's a member of the royal family and he's now launched a charity campaign to get younger people to talk about mental health issues. But for you, did you ever have to seek any professional help? Like, did you get any therapy or speak yeah, to Yeah, I spoke about to it? a therapist a couple of times. And, you know, it's different for everybody. Th- therapy is is what works for you. Therapy is, is climbing a mountain. Therapy mm. is listening to music and running on the treadmill. Therapy is hang- going to dinner with your friends. It's something that distracts you and something that helps you heal. Um, and so it just depends on what you think therapy is. And now for me, I made a really conscious effort to be more connected to the people in my life. I found I was closing myself off from everybody and that thinking that that was going to help me, you know, battle it, realizing that the only way that I was going to battle it was by completely opening up and letting people in. And obviously in the US, how this issue has massively come to the fore over the last year is through the Netflix drama, 
13 Reasons Why, yeah. which tackles that idea of teenage suicide. Mm -hmm. Just wondered if you had seen the show and if you had I, what I, your thoughts I know were. what the show's about, and I, I, have n I actually haven't seen the show, which is, like, I'm sure all the fans are ever, and they're like, oh, have you not seen the show? But, um, yeah, I mean... I mean, it's been very controversial. Yeah, has to be of course it's been controversial. And I think, you know, it's hard because... Th things things need to be talked about and sometimes maybe things don't need to be talked about um but like i said everything is so open nowadays mm -hmm. that that the internet is open and, and anybody can learn about what they want to learn about and it's truly more than ever your choice on what you decide to learn about like i said I've, I've never seen the show but i've heard great things and i've heard other things um but i just think it's important that awareness of positive movements mm -hmm. are are you know on the forefront of things Shuffle, delete, repeat. Sean, shuffle, delete, repeat now. This is a tough one, okay? But everyone who comes into the pod takes part. So I'm going to give you three of your hit songs. And you have to choose, out of these three only, which you would shuffle, which means you'd sort of come yeah, back yeah. to it, which you'd repeat, oh, great. and which you would delete. Okay, great. So the choices are, we're going to take it in years. From 2015, Stitches. From 2016, Treat You Better. I know I can treat you better than he can. And from last year, There's Nothing Holding You Back. Baby, there's nothing holding me back. You take me places that tear up my reputation. I would repeat There's Nothing Holding Me Back. I would delete Treat You Better and I would... What's the other one? Stitches. And I would shuffle Stitches. Shuffle. Why is that? Uh, Hold Me Back, probably my, one of my favorite songs I ever wrote. I just really love that song. Um, Treat You Better is also one of my favorite songs I ever wrote, but out of the three, um, Hold Me Back is my favorite, and Stitches is the most important. And I mean, for you, Sean, when I, I, I'm thinking back to the first time I interviewed you, which is probably now three or four years ago when you were performing at the Hammersmith, the Hammersmith Apollo yeah, yeah. In, in London. You, you know, you were so young. Yeah. And from that moment, within about six months, you explode and become literally one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. Which is obviously amazing and brings all of these incredible positive opportunities. But at the same time, it puts a heck of a lot of pressure on someone before their 20th birthday. Yeah. Uh, do you, how do you think you've tackled that level of fame? Because it's not um, a usual level. Yeah, and, and, it's and there's everywhere. people who are much, much more famous than me too, um, and it's it's all perspective, and it's it's very. I mean, I think one of the reasons why Ed Sheeran is so amazing is because he doesn't take himself so seriously, mm. but he also is very empathetic and really truly cares mm. about what matters. And I think when it comes down to it, is if I let myself worry about all of the small mm. things that come came with that, then mm. I would go crazy. Um, but I, I spend my time focusing on the really big problems mm. and the really big issues mm. with me. Um, and then, you know, on the other hand, it's like I have incredible team around me. Like my my people that I tour with and my friends and family are. I'm so close mm. with that. Like. It would feel, if you were in a room with me and my family and friends, you would feel as though nobody would know I was famous mm. and it wouldn't matter. That's important. That's important. That, that's the, that's mm. the whole difference right there. But I mean, even Ed, I mean, I, I, I spoke to him last year and he said that there was about a hundred days after, um, after the second album when he didn't leave the house. No. So, so even, even someone as together as totally. him, it's still impact. It's, you know? it's huge. It's definitely, it's impactful, man. And, and I, 
I never want to. I never want to talk about how impact, how how much of, of a stress it is, you know, being in the eye like that. Because the truth is, is that no matter what you're doing, whether you're a celebrity or whether mm. you are an engineer, there is something in your life based off of the perspective that you have that is mm. just as stressful as what I go through every day. Yeah, of course. And so it's just a different. It's type just a of different stress. type of stress, exactly. Now, Ed, one of your heroes, so is John Mayer. Yeah. The very, very positive side of this level of fame is that you've obviously had the opportunity to perform oh, yeah, yeah. and work with both. Of yeah, them, both of them, you? and and I'm gonna have the I've had the best year of my whole life. I've worked with every idol like I've want, I've wished to work with since I was yeah. ten years old. And uh, so, how did both of those come about? Because I believe. John may have produced a song on the album. Yeah, produced You've a song on the album. I worked with, with Ed on a song. And it's just, I guess, friendship. You know, like I I got to meet them both. And we we wouldn't talk a lot at the beginning of our relationships. And then especially with Ed. And yeah. then as I got older, he came to see a show. He performed with me in New York. Ever since New York, we've kind of kept in touch a lot more. Um, with John, it was much more of a quick relationship. We've just been, we've got along. And, and I've known him for a few years now. Just really awesome with advice with what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I guess it's really awesome to be able to speak to people in your industry because as much as, you know, maybe if you've been in it for 10 years, it's never a bad thing to talk to somebody who's also in the industry, you know? So, um, well, that's been through it. Who's been through it? They, well, they've been through <laughs> it. I've been yeah. through the mill. Like. Yeah, exactly. The five. So each week, Sean, I ask my guests about the five. So mm-hmm. these are the five songs that are closest to your heart. So it could be like a song that made you want to become a star or something sure. that maybe reminds you of a special moment in your life because, you know, we all have songs that just bring back yeah. certain memories in our life. Yeah, I guess that's hard too because that probably changes every few years. Your five Absolutely. Most of, but as of right now... So kick off with song one. <clears throat> song number one would be You'll Be In My Heart, Phil Collins. I was obsessed with Tarzan as a kid, and, yeah. and uh, my mom and I used to sing that. And I just remember that as a kid being a very, very special song. We did Megan Trainer a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and that was in her five. Oh, really? And I'd actually never heard it before because I didn't did watch you Tarzan. I listened, it's and great. it's such a good tune. It's really amazing. So you and Megan, you're on a wavelength. Okay, awesome. Song two. Song number two would be right now Use Somebody by Kings of Leon. You know. A song that like really, really stuck out to me as like what an anthem really truly means, and what writing a song about uh, something more than a relationship, like something that is bigger, a human, you know, really human feeling, and uh, it's what inspired my new album. So yeah, that's big then. Yeah, <laughs> song three, song number three, "Picture" by Sheryl Crow and Kid Rock. That was just this, my family song. Like my whole family would sing that when I was a kid, and uh, at the campfire. And it's just like it's one, that thing. I don't know why, but one of it was just the one song that we we know all the lyrics to. Um, yeah. So yeah. Song four. Song number four. John Mayer Continuum. Dreaming with a broken heart. When you're dreaming with a broken heart. The giving up is the hardest part. 
favorite lyric of all time is um, when you're dreaming with a broken heart waking up is the hardest part you roll out of bed down on your knees and for a moment you can hardly breathe and uh, I just think that's the most incredible lyric of all time and so whenever I write music I'm chasing that yeah he's amazing mm -hmm. and which song completes your five completes my five would have to be Give Me Love by Ed Sheeran Give a little time to me we'll burn this out That song is the reason I started playing guitar and the reason I started like truly singing. Um, and I mean that with all my heart. I absolutely adore that song. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. You talk about social issues a lot, and one that came to the fore for you recently was with the songwriter and producer that you work with a lot, Teddy Geiger, mm. who announced that he was transitioning on Instagram. Yeah. And he's worked with you on, on both In My Blood and Lost in Japan, I believe. Is that right? Or uh, he, was, he was part of the team. She, she worked, yes. sorry, yeah. uh, she has worked with me on, on the basically 85, 90% yeah. of the album. Um, yeah, and you know... And so how's that, how's that been? Because look, I even just made a mistake. No, there. no, it's, and it's totally, and it's absolutely she. okay. That, that, that's the yeah. one thing. And I think if, if Teddy was here right now, she would tell you that it's that, that's yeah. okay. And, and, and I don't want to speak on her behalf, but the truth is, is like when, when somebody is going through that, it's new to them too, you know? It's not like, it's, it's, it's also a learning process mm. for, for them too. And, you know, when, when, when she first transitioned, it was very new to us and it took us a minute to catch on to, you know, using the right uh, pronoun and, 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 and staking to that stuff. One thing I will say, this was very 
really, really transitional day in my life for me. Mm. Um, we were in the studio and I was talking, we were talking, I was really into the song and I said, um, I, someone's like, oh, what's the guitar player? And I said, oh, she just played this part and I like played it, forgetting that I said mm. she and it was in a non-thinking matter and Teddy turned around and looked at me and this and the, the look on her face was I, pure, pure joy. I guess yeah. that's the best way I could explain it. But what I'm trying to say is that if every single person in the world could experience one of their best friends going through something like this and then experiencing how happy it made them to be mm. referred to as what they feel, there would no longer be mm. debate. There would no yeah. longer be question. It would not be a conflict. It would be what it is. And actually, from very early on in your career, though, you were always very open about the fact that no one should care about someone's no, sexuality no. anyway because you had to tackle the fact that yeah. people were speculating on your sexuality and you just came out and said actually who cares who cares it's it, it's really who cares and like that was the whole thing with teddy teddy goes yeah i'm transitioning but it doesn't change a thing yeah and and, and it didn't it didn't change a single thing teddy is still one of my best friends the most talented producer and songwriter i've ever worked with and uh it'll never and that'll never change and i think that's just something our generation needs to to, to figure out is that like these things are things that don't change people and per their personality and who they are at their their core. That that is that's much much deeper than that. And it's it's truly it's just like, who cares? And and learn to accept it. And like I said, it's hard for people who haven't truly gone through it firsthand. But if everybody did, there would be no questions anymore. You know. Firsts. Now, Sean, these are your firsts, okay? So for this, Sean, you've just got to think of the first time, quick fire for cool. all these things I throw at you. The first album you bought? Shania Twain. I don't remember the name. <laughs> the first person you were starstruck by? Adam Sandler. The first email address you had? Soccerpro- at hotmail.com. <laughs> the first thing you do in the morning? Brush my teeth. And the first person you talk to today? Who's the first one? My, my, my tour manager. Of course, it has been a very difficult year for the world and something that touched this country and rocked this country to its core really was the Manchester Arena bombings. I believe you'd performed there a few weeks yeah. beforehand and yeah. I, someone told me, but tell me if I'm right or wrong, that that incident and what Ariana went through was actually really impacted you as yeah. well. you know, um, honestly, that was probably like, the, I've probably never been so upset in my entire life, honestly. Mm. I remember... We were driving through France at the time, and I and we had to pull over, and I was just, just I don't know, it broke down. Like that was just absolutely, I don't really have many great good words to mm. say about it. But um, what Ariana turned that to into was just so incredible and so amazing, and and that is that is our generation, and that that is the true stance of, of how impressive our generation mm. is and what they can turn evil and, and pain into being something beautiful and good. And um, yeah. And actually you've seen that same type of feeling in America actually post the Parkland shooting of course, as yeah. well with and Never with the, Again and that movement. Of course, with the, with the march and uh, yeah. it's incredible. And, and, and it's a very, it's a sad, sad, sad topic mm. to talk about. Mm. And it's very hard to talk, talk about because it's touchy. What we sh what we should talk about is actually how truly incredible, inspiring it is. These mm -hmm. kids hearing their stories, having them talk mm -hmm. about in, in in front of thousands of people, yeah. the impact they've made um, is is truly remarkable. This is stuff that would not have happened th 20, 30 years ago, yeah. and it's happening, and it's just blowing me away. Yeah, know? absolutely. And this is your generation, millennials. Yeah, 
But you guys also get a hard time, don't you? The millennial generation. Which is ridiculous because I think we're one of the most incredible generations of all time. Yeah. We are going through a, one of the biggest changes of, I think, of humanity, you know, that, that has ever happened, especially with social media and the internet yeah. and, you know, everything happening kind of right now. There's a lot to grasp onto. And my generation is just doing an incredible job at turning it into a mm. positive thing. And so, yeah, I'm very proud of my generation. I truly am. The dark side of social media, though, can come to the fore a lot of times. And and Ed, for example, is someone who who told me last year he was quitting Twitter, yeah. and then he did, and yep. it created a a real wave actually of people just thinking about how negative that platform had become. And also, he was very honest about it. You know, he said he was being trolled so significantly that he would walk into a room of people when he was on Twitter and would genuinely become convinced that everyone in that room hated him. And it was all because this was literally coming into his phone. Um, have you been impacted at all by trolling and oh, that absolutely. whole area? Humans are funny. We're, it's much easier for us to be impacted. We could get a thousand compliments, but one person could say totally. that our hair looks bad and totally. that's all we think about. <laughs> totally. um, the thing is with social media is that it social media is this incredible, incredible thing that takes something good and makes it into something absolutely incredible, astonishing in the best way, but it takes something bad and turns it into something evil and horrible. And, uh, that is the act. That's the fire of social media. So what I, what I say is you can't change the world overnight. What you can do is you can change you mm -hmm. and hope that people follow that. And so for me is like posting online, I'm thinking when I post, I want to make a wave of positivity so that that wave pushes. But if I was to post something negative, that would now inspire other people to post negative things. So it's like, it's about, it's, everything that's starts with you. That's an interesting way of looking at it, actually. I've yeah. never heard someone explain it like that. Everything, and actually, that's so true. You put, If you said something negative, the ne person who reads that thinks all of a sudden, oh, now they said that. It's I, okay. I can say that too. I can say my, my feelings on the negative subject. And it creates this fire. But if you said something positive, maybe somebody would be more, more inclined to say something positive, you know. And it's always going to be like that. There's always been something that is the, you know, the power that makes something incredible and makes something horrible. But it's just about how you as a person decide to use it. Last. The last time you felt scared. Probably yesterday or the day before that, whenever I have to do something that I'm nervous about. The last text message you sent was to my mom saying, uh, have a good trip because she just came to London and she's gone down to her hometown, uh, Bournemouth, tonight. Yes. Yeah, so she's going to see her family. So I texted her. Have, have You're not going to get to Bournemouth this no, time? No, no. Unfortunately, I've, I only last time I was there was two. So I'll be back one day. One day you have to perform in Bournemouth. Yes. Definitely. Uh, the last time I think you... the Vamps just played there tonight. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got a good venue there. You know? I know, they do. Uh, the last time you Googled yourself. <laughs> um, maybe a week ago love that love that uh the last time you cried i watched marley i forced myself to watch marley and me again just because love that movie <laughs> and i definitely made me cry and your last hangover <laughs> a week ago now sean the other thing that has changed for you over the last couple of years is that all of a sudden your love life is in the headlines <laughs> and people are talking about it on the internet yeah. and obviously they're asking me what's going on. I'm sure they so are. So is it true that you are in some type of, or dating Hayley Baldwin, who is someone who you'd posted a picture yeah, with? Yeah, it's not true. No, Hayley and I are, are we're just re really awesome friends. I think she's so awesome and 
just somebody that's really awesome to talk to, especially mm-hmm. in, in a very kind of stressful environment. She really understands what's going on. And that was a funny thing. I mean, I texted Haley that, that day and, and she sent me the photo. I was like, ah, oh, this is such a cool photo. Not thinking anything. I was like, mm-hmm. I wish I could just post this online without the media going crazy. Yeah. Posted it online thinking like, you know what? It just doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But we're not dating. She's just a great friend of mine. And I mean, there were even rumors at one point earlier this year that you were engaged when she was seen wearing a ring. <laughs> I know. So Haley does this thing where she wears this diamond ring on her on her marriage finger. And I think it's pretty funny. That was hilarious. That is actually what the media does. So anyways, I'm not married. And in all seriousness, how do you potentially date? I mean, is it possible for you to do Yeah, that? I'm sure. Of course it's possible. It's really just about how does anybody date? I mean, it's about finding somebody that you connect with and yeah, not every photo that's taken of me with a girl or anything I put online means I'm dating them. Um, nor does it mean I'm married to them. Um, definitely it not. It definitely doesn't mean so I'm married right to them. So right now, the good news is you're still looking. I'm still single, yeah, and looking, so I'm good. Is this your life? Sean, this is now, is this your life? So you just need to tell me whether these facts are true or false. Cool. You once received a bar of soap from a fan with dead flies on it. That is false. It did, because you told us in the last interview of the podcast. So maybe I lied, or maybe, <laughs> so I, I either lied to you, or, or you've blocked it out of your memory. Or, or I just I just completely forgot that happened to me. <laughs> your debut single, The Life of the Party, earned you the title of the youngest person to debut in the top 25 of the US singles chart. True or false? True. It was. You were only 15 years, 11 months. I was quite a young young boy. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Ed Sheeran flew you to Los Angeles for dinner after watching your music videos? He did. He did. You hate the TV show Lost? No, I I hate it because I I loved it so much. Exactly. That's false. Yeah. Lost (laughs) and Grey's Anatomy amongst your favorite TV shows. Yeah. Uh, You're a big fan of Harry Potter. This is true. You, is it true that you have every wand of every character hanging in your This room? is also true. <laughs> Love that. Every main character. <laughs> your debut album, Handwritten, spent 10 weeks on the UK album charts. That's false. It is. It spent 44 weeks there. Oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> you carry around a stuffed moose. <laughs> false. <laughs> That's right. You revealed in an interview in 2014 that you carry around a stuffed lion called Leo. I don't carry it around. I might have carried it around at one point in my life, but as of now, I definitely don't. But I know who Leo is, yeah. And finally, you're scared of the ocean. It's very true. Extremely true. And finally, what are the plans in terms of touring? Because I imagine when you've got, you know, yeah. an album like this on the way, and I've been privileged enough to listen to a number awesome. of tracks from the album, which are clearly going to sound incredible live. You yeah. must have some big plans. Dude, oh, it's going to be amazing. Well, I start off with my first festival run ever. I'm going to be playing festivals a ton in Europe and a ton in the UK and a ton in America. But after that, I'm going to do a big 2019, you know, tour across the world, which will be my biggest tour of all time, um, which I'm very looking forward to. I haven't even started. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Sean, cannot wait for the album. Thank you. Congratulations on the success and also for managing to stay somehow (laughs) so level-headed. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. You haven't changed. I, I, I promise I won't.
Sean Mendes there, the most popular interview in the first series of this podcast. If you loved that interview and you want to hear Sean's first interview, then just subscribe right now to the Dan Wooten interview. Go through our back catalogue. It is there entirely for free. Do you know what I really noticed, though? Sean has matured so much, even in the last year, in terms of the topics he was willing to open up about, his worldview, how he was so honest about battling his anxiety. And I just feel like that, you know what, we've got a bit of a bit of a star here that is going to be around now for a long time, especially seeing he's surrounding himself with people like Ed Sheeran and John Mayer who have been able to have these brilliant music careers. So good on you, Sean, and thank you for coming back. Hopefully he comes back for a third time next year. Uh, But we've had loads of feedback about some of our previous interviews. You can listen to them all. Recent interviews include James Corden, Megan Trainor, Camille Cabello, Kylie Minogue. They're all there. But also my recent interview with John Newman, who opened up in really brave and honest detail about his brain tumour, which remains inside his head and something that he's going to have to get chemotherapy and radiotherapy for and he was really honest about just how much having that brain tumour there has affected his life. Had loads of feedback actually. Matt Cardle um, a previous X Factor winner here in the UK wrote so courageous, so brave, what an inspiration wishing him every success. Colette Kelly, similar vein said so scary for him, really sorry to read this. And Adadal213 on Twitter actually said, brilliant interview, John is so open and honest. And these interviews make us love him even more. Enjoyed it so much. And on a similar vein, Kimber Newmy said, thank you for letting John talk so openly about what's important to him and going on with him right now. He's very courageous for giving his fans and the world a glimpse into his music, comeback, health struggles, and best of all, finding his soulmate. Great interview. And actually... John just had the most incredible story about how he's ended up with his fiance, who he met on a plane. She was an air hostess, but really, you've got to hear this story. So if you want to listen to it, then as I say, just subscribe to the Dan Wilton interview. It is there in our back catalogue. And that's it for this week. So you might as well go and have a listen right now. And we'll be back next week with another brand new episode of the Dan Wilton interview. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.